We should begin with spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. Yo guys, this is Archibald III, producer for For Your Viewing Pleasure podcast. Just a slight warning, there are going to be some spoilers in this episode. So, um, listen at your own discretion. It's a warning! (laughs) (laughs) Enjoy. You are listening listening to For Your Viewing Pleasure. Roll sound! Agree or not agree? I will yeah. kill someone for Baby Yoda. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not even lying. I'm even like. looking at him now. It's so cute. <laughs> <laughs> Just watch any videos. This Baby Yoda has brought ever. the world together. It should, like, we should add it to the ticket for the UK vote. Mm-hmm. It's just solved the world, world peace, not going to lie. Mate, it, can solve we should, it would join all of us together. It would eliminate Brexit. Mm-hmm. It would join all the parties together. So fucking cute. And welcome to For Your Viewing Pleasure. This is episode 23. Before we begin, whatever subsequent channels that you use to listen to us, please make sure that you have clicked whatever it is that you need to click to make sure that you are alerted every time we drop an episode, which is every fortnight. Um, As well, go on our socials, Twitter, FYVP podcast and follow just to keep up some of the stuff that we post on Instagram fyvp.podcast and on facebook facebook.com forward slash fyvp podcast and just make sure you do all of that now before you continue listening i'm gonna wait <laughs> okay thanks so who do we have in the studio left from dealer ah uh, damn it it's me mr m aka michael it's me <laughs> esther archibald the third and today i will be my keisha jackson hear that was in Michael Jackson. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Do you disapprove? No, I'm just I approve. Mm-hmm. I approve. Sounds like you disapprove. <laughs> I don't disapprove. I okay. don't disapprove. You don't you don't disapprove? No, I don't. Alright, cool. How's everybody doing? Life. I'm doing good. I'm, ooh, I'm ooh, all right. Ooh. So, guess what? Guess what? <laughs> I went to watch Russell Howard. Your own guy you live. <laughs> oh my god. No, nah, it was brilliant. You know what? Yeah watching him live is so funny because there are cutscenes that you don't see you know the show's the show's only an hour long mm. but when you're watching it live it's like two hours because he's talking to the crew and he's bantering with the audience and people ask dumb questions which is funny like oh are you able to read two newspapers at once because you got cross-eyed oh, wow. but <laughs> it was brilliant but on the show he had a special guest who was kevin smith um i don't know if have you guys watched like dogma or um mm-hmm. jay and silent bob and dogma yeah yeah so basically he was just talking about like he's such a weeded he was smoking bear weed he talked about harvey weinstein and mm. yeah it was a bit mad <laughs> um how he had the art heart heart attack and all the new films that he's coming out you know he's writing he-man masters of the universe oh, wow. to be released on netflix yeah wow. he's writing that so that's a big deal that he's working on right now. So I used to love watching Russell Howard on BBC Three. Yeah, it's yeah, brilliant. Yeah, it was man. a good show. Because yeah. it, came, it came on after um, Family Guy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it being posted tomorrow. I think it comes. Oh no! When is it coming out? out? Uh, well, <laughs> it came out last Thursday. No, it's fine. 
Michael, it's fine. I did the same thing when I went to go watch Mo. It doesn't matter. It's coming out tomorrow. Okay. Thursday. All right. What channel is it? Is it back from BBC? On Monday, isn't it? Sunday. It came out last Thursday. (laughs) So it came out Thursday. (laughs) People will get it, Michael. It's fine. Okay. We record on Wednesday. You get the episode on Sunday. The show is being aired on Thursday. Last there Thursday. we go. I've cleared it all up. Not last, just Thursday. Oh, but what, isn't the Thursday coming? <laughs> no. No, tomorrow. as in tomorrow, tomorrow. So just say Thursday. The show came out on Thursday. Oh. <laughs> oh, my God. We like Michael to really... Panic, like, like, I don't know. <laughs> fully panic. Oh, my God. <laughs> okay. Well, let's jump straight into the first segment, which is news. First on the list, um, doesn't really matter now. I guess it does does matter still. But um, View Cinemas and some showcase cinemas Mm -hmm. banned Blue Story on Sunday across the UK. So um, most of you may or may not know that Blue Story premiered this Friday, just gone. Can't remember the exact date. Twenty second, no. Yeah, yeah. Twenty second. So it came out twenty second. So obviously, as we know, the opening weekend box office is really important to kind of how well a movie's just generally perceived by the studio. So as per usual, um, Andrew, aka Ratman, was was out in full force to make sure that there was a lot of promo across social media. Loads of people were posting about it, so everyone can go and see it. So he could have a really good opening weekend, and so Paramount would be very pleased with how the movie has done and in birmingham on i believe the friday or the friday night mm-hmm. um there was a, a big brawl in one of the showcase cinemas teenagers came out with machetes teenagers who are not black by the way yep. i might point out came out with machetes look like 12 year old kids um and terrified really. families who had hoped to see frozen 2 unfortunately so that was um, a bit peak uh, seven police officers were assaulted in the riot. So as a result, View decided to take Blue Story off um, its showing for um, its cinemas, I believe, worldwide. Worldwide? Across the, um, UK. across the UK, sorry. Its cinemas across the UK. And then Showcase Cinemas also axed scheduling in four of its venues as a result. Um, the View representative came out with some kind of statement, which I thought was bullshit, which said the safety of our guests is of the utmost importance due to the recent incidents. I believe you mean one, mm-hmm. the recent incident mm-hmm. tied to the screenings of the film Blue Story. After careful consideration with the film's distributor, i.e. Paramount, um, Showcase Cinemas has immediately removed the film from all of our participating cinemas. Any guests that have purchased tickets in advance can receive a full refund at the cinema box office. We remain in discussions with the distributor with regards to the possibility of reintroducing the film in due course. We apologize for any inconvenience, but guest safety remains our top priority. What do we think? This is why I go Cineworld and Odeon. it's a bit ridiculous because like i mean me and my friends have spoken about this long-windedly there's only one guy that said oh i kind of agree because imagine if it was your kids or you went cinema with your children and you go to and this happened won't you want them to do something about it yeah cool but not a blanket you can't not about some guy one is the people one you can't do a blanket like cancellation of like every single cinema it was in one area i think in some other news, they said, "Oh, it's happened. It happened in a couple of cinemas, and some of the um, the people working there were attacked." Blah 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 blah. But they can't 
give us the name like people ask so what were the names of the cinemas that has happened to apart from this one they said they're not obliged to give it so it's, it's so stupid man i think it's dumb just because you have other films like okay when the dark knight came out and my guy shot up yeah. the cinema no one that didn't happen no n- no one across the u.s was like okay we're going to start showing this film across mm. the u.s I just, got joker, joker well, had a madness yeah. as well I, I just don't get like why the actual actual cinema that particular cinema link like closed not closed down but like you know stop operations for every film yeah for a set, do you know what i mean even for a day while they were investigating or whatnot because of the safety of the people there was no you know big thing in london x x y and z so why does one isolated event regardless if it's related to the film or not which i don't think it was why why does the whole film have to the whole distri- distribution of the film have to suffer I don't, it doesn't make sense it is well, that cinema. we believe it was a um it was a plot to try and make frozen be the top film and the top oh uh, <laughs> maybe i mean there's no there's no there's no um there's no evidence to suggest that blue story incited these riots anyway like but i don't were, get what blue story has to do with the situation that happened at hand it's not like oh we, rapman's got a new film let's all get our machetes to like, black, move, like, black, from, anyway? like back when Black Panther came where everyone was in Af- yeah where do people buy machetes I don't know I've always wondered right? cause yeah, them guys were big did you see the kids did you see the picture it was longer them? than his leg bro <laughs> it made no sense to make matters worse one the blue stories is based on London and like this was in Brom and another thing they weren't even black that's the maddest thing about it like well boy. they're part of the quote unquote culture right so I feel like there's an agenda I mean, but either way, it did help. Um, not, I wouldn't say help, but it did bring attention to the film. Yeah, and I think probably more people that w- wouldn't yeah. wouldn't watch it. Watch it. Watch that's it. That's just to make some that's of exactly them white were like, "Hey, what is this blue story yeah, thing?" That's like, exactly yeah, it's funny film. because um, I, I saw a post on Made You Think, and Made You Think was it Made You Think? No, Blex Media posted it and i think in the caption they were saying they've been seeing the blue story hashtag but they assumed it was something about black and blue so obviously it's not released in the u.s because it's not a u.s film so blex media is obviously a u.s based instagram page so they were like they've been seeing this they they didn't really know what it's about but loads of people are mentioning it anyway here you go here's the trailer if you if you um let us know if you want it to be brought to the U.S. and if you want to watch it. Oh, type wow. thing. Mm. So obviously this has happened because it's been on the timeline, if that makes sense. Mm. Listen, no, um, no. Somebody, what's the so, word? What did they say? No publicity. It's bad publicity. No bad publicity. Yeah, somebody rudely commented, it should stay in the U.K. where it belongs. I said, you know what? I'm not even going to come for you in these comments because if I start <laughs> arguing with people, you know, I'm, I'm not even going to watch Blue Story because like, you know me, I'm, I'm doing the anti-violence thing. But, you know. But it's, uh, as Ratman said, it's not a film about violence. It's a film it's about love. love. Okay, yeah, I'm still not. Oh, okay, love, man. Let's, let's <laughs> come on. Sometimes this is cool. It cool. What it is, what it is. Call a spade a spade. Honestly, my friend was telling me about how he's 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 on the same page as you, mm. and I was thinking like obviously he doesn't he, he like he feels as if films like that sort of perpetuate a certain narrative, and I and I said it's all based on perspective on how you can how you view these films because some whereas one might think oh it's another one of those films someone else might think raw like this is a film made by someone who's from my ends who's done something like this with i get Hammer. i get people are arguing for it because it's like oh it's authentic it's the first authentic film since kidhood blah 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 my whole thing is that as a creative or as a i wouldn't use a filmmaker to be honest yeah mm. he's he's been making web series and films on on youtube for a really long time my whole thing is as a filmmaker you've now been given this huge break by a major studio you've signed to rock nation um 
and you're basically getting all these accolades. You're you're up in the the Rock Nation branch, all of that, all of that. Mm. And the first thing that you decide to do is this. I mean, but but then but people will argue. Why not? This is about him. Yeah, no, I know, sense. I know. But people will argue that. Um, oh, but we don't have any other narratives, but we do. Because if you, like, my argument was like, look at Jordan Peele. Jordan Peele has been a comedian for however many years. The first time Jordan Peele had a chance to make a film, he didn't do a comedy film. Hmm. Yeah, but uh, I mean, I mean, he's a rapper and these are the things that he's been rapping about for quite some time. So it's like telling him to change his whole ethos on what he's forever been doing. Like, make, like, what, what? You've been given a platform to give us as black people within a, a, a different view on a major screen. Yeah, I but just feel like the violent movie. Yeah, but, but, but has he, he ever done something different? No, he but has. He has. has. Yeah, he did. He um, Ratman did. Ratman did a song that felt similar to like um, all the other stuff that he's done mm-hmm. about him not being able to see his child because of his mum. Okay, well, oh, okay. Well, that's, well, that's, that's one typical. of them. That's one of many different things. It's definitely better than a postcode and drug war. Nah, but no, it's but not, even it's if you did that, people just complain based as well. The Why would they complain? Because people are demanding. Baby mothers, baby mothers, People are demanding for us to have other narratives besides like postcode wars and drug wars. But at the end of the day, I get what you're saying, Kat, but at the end of the day, I feel like the people that are complaining about it, then they should make it themselves. Mm. He doesn't want to make it. I disagree with that. I I think it's I think I think it's all the more reason for him to for his first film to be something that represents him. Yeah. And maybe the other films he does afterwards can be I don't know, one of like a UK version of Empire or something like that. Like, <laughs> Can you stop saying that? No, 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 no. <laughs> but like, I'm just saying though, like maybe his other films that he does after this one can be something different. I think that the, I just, as for his first film, there, there needs to be a bit more creativity uh, as far as I'm concerned in it. Like you, you can, because there's ways of getting across our story without it being directly tied to drug, drugs and violence is what I'm trying to say. Like look at movies like Queen and Slim. Do you know what I mean? It's, it gets across our narrative without it being tied to the hood or... It's just expanding your thought mm, process. Creative, and I feel like yeah. your creative vision. And I feel like when you are a creative that has been given an opportunity to represent us, you should not go for the easy option, maybe nah, sometimes. but the thing is... But that that's I, like, and, and again, that's what I'm explaining about... Um, about somebody like Jordan Peele, who's like yeah, but comedy his whole entire life. It would have been easier for him to have just gotten up and done a comedy film, but he decided to go left and try something else. Oh, yeah. Do you know what I mean? And go and go well, social thriller. But it, there's but a difference because you can say Jordan Peele is kind of established and he's got a foothold in the industry, well, through, so yeah, he can Kim play Peele, around yeah. with what he wants to do. Whereas Ratman, he's not, he's an, he's he's not, not really. He's, still fresh. he's well, a com- no. he's a comedian. I mean, but he's been seasoned f- on Key and Peele for yeah. a while. No, but he's still but, a comedian. Um, Ratman, yeah, but Ratman. he's still been able to experiment within that because like, yeah, he's, he's done he so many around. skits of so, so many different but, but things he he's been able film. to explore okay so listen yeah. to me yeah, listen we'll to me, yeah. listen to me. To okay. him, we? so no but he- here's the thing though mm. you can explore in an arena go and sit in front of a movie exec and go I want to do X da, 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 da. they'll look at you like and why should I give you this opportunity because all you've done all I've seen you do is funny skits yeah, but yeah, but he's still he can still. What's your point with that? With it. My, but my point is, is it doesn't mean that because he was he was on Key, key and Peel, it means that automatically people are allowed to hand him a different narrative, and he's, he I can think do it. Sometimes easily. I'm not saying that. Got your I'm just saying he door. he probably had to work very hard to get get out through the door. 
Fair enough. He probably had to work very hard, but what? but he wanted to do something that was different, and therefore he fought for it. Yeah, but don't you believe like with Rap Man, this he's still like he's not that big, 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 big. So let me do what I know and try and get it right. Then mm. when I've got my foot in the door properly, let me try and explore other things to try and make a change and make a difference. Okay. Has there anyone that's done something like what Rap Man has? Has has someone done a similar thing to what Ratman has done? No, he's the first one who's been given this platform. Mm. Which Paramount is and it's massive. Yeah. It's and massive. I think that's all the more reason for him to push for more diverse content after this. After this. And yeah. I feel like it, it makes sense for someone like him anyway. Um Okay. Next on the news. It's not really that much of a news topic, but it is on the news because the whole internet is talking about it. You may have seen that Disney Plus has released a new TV show. If you have Disney Plus, congrats to you. I still haven't. We it's not available in the no, UK yet. Right? March twenty twenty. But share the uh, account uh, though. I'm gonna change my uh, VPN. I subscribed for news. <laughs> oh yeah, you could do. I could do that. Yeah. Um. So the Mandalorian is a TV show that's recently come out. I think we are three episodes in, mm-hmm. and in this TV show is a tiny Jedi cloaked mini Yoda which has the internet losing their fucking minds because this mini Yoda is the cutest thing you've ever seen in your entire life. Agree or not agree? I will yeah. kill someone so for cute. baby Yoda. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not even lying. I'm even that. looking at him now. It's so cute. <laughs> <laughs> Just watch oh, any man. videos. Just watch any videos. This baby Yoda has brought ever. the world together. It should, like, we should add it to the ticket for the UK vote. Mm-hmm. It solved the world, world peace, I'm not going to lie. Mate, it, can solve we should, it would join all of us together. It would eliminate Brexit. Mm-hmm. It would join all the parties together. Baby Yoda, <laughs> in his tiny little Jedi cloak and his tiny little pram, his floating pram. <laughs> oh, my gosh. oh my God. I have never seen the cutest thing ever in my entire life. Mm-hmm. And apparently the it's internet the, has lost its mind it's over this. Eyes. The big eyes. Do we agree? Just the fluff and the green. Like the little ears and I just oh. Do we do we agree? Yeah, it's cool. Like the internet is right, right? Yeah. So fucking cute. If you haven't watched The Mandalorian, (laughs) he glammed down when he grew up, though. (laughs) No, but it's not actually Yoda, though. (laughs) I know it's not. Okay, I was gonna say. It's not actually Yoda. Yeah. (laughs) Um. Can you not wait until you like he's like five or something, (laughs) (laughs) just to see what it's gonna be like, or like or like fourteen, a teenager, see if he's got spots. (laughs) <laughs> His voice is breaking as well. That's masturbating. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> oh my god. Trying to all the Yodettes and that. You know. Oh my god. Yeah. I wonder if there's gonna be a hashtag for baby Yoda fans. Let's start it. Oh, there definitely has to there is definitely there there definitely has to be one. There has to be a hashtag. Well, you know what? The Mandalor- Man- Mandalorian <laughs> The Mandalorian. <laughs> Thank you for giving us Baby Yoda because mm-hmm. the internet is right. Baby Yoda is so fucking cute. Man. I'm gonna buy a Baby Yoda toy when it comes out. No, it's not gonna be as cute though. <laughs> mm? It's not gonna be as cute though. Yeah, I will force it to be. It has to be a plushie then. I'll buy it. A plushie. Oh, like you need a hologram. Baby Yoda. Hologram. Just a hologram Baby Yoda in a floating pram <laughs> in your room. <laughs> and then when the hand lifts, for it to lift this little tiny pause. Oh my. Gosh. Oh my god. Anyway, next on the news agenda. Netflix is being sued for discrimination by Monique. Once again. So recap from 2018, Oscar-winning actress slash comedian Monique um, was in negotiations with Netflix to do a comedy special. She alleges that um, she was only offered 500,000 to appear for a one-hour Netflix 
special um let me see what it's saying she's basically claiming that they have discriminated against her as a black woman uh the suit states that the terms of uh, Netflix offer to Monique were discriminatory based on her gender at race slash color. The offer tried to perpetuate the drastic pay gap experienced by black women. Um, obviously, Netflix has refused to engage in any negotiations and presented its offer as a take it or leave it, essentially. So they didn't, when she went back to them and said, look, the money's a bit low, they just decided, rah, like... Hold that. Yeah. Um... <laughs> And that has been deemed kind of insensitive to black workers. And despite obviously Monique's extensive resume and and her history of um, comedic stand-up, Netflix presented her with something that she just didn't feel was was um, adequate, and oh. they lowballed her. And I, to be to be fair, I agree with this. Yeah, I'm not even gonna she, lie. Is she worth 500k though? There's two sides of the coin. There's two arguments. There's two sides of the coin. Yeah. Here's 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 my argument. Oh, right. Here's my see. argument. Now, given how much Netflix are paying people who aren't black. Do we know? Yes, we do know. Who are paying people who aren't black for comedy specials. In fact, Amy Schumer, I think she was offered 10 mil first. Then she went back and was like, no, that's not enough. And then they ended up giving her 15 mil or whatever it is. Right. Was that, did she, did she, but she had been doing it. Amy Schumer doesn't even write her own jokes. No, 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 no. I'll let you finish because I've, I've, there's, there's three sides to this. Okay. Yeah. Now. There's actually four. But, uh, uh, <laughs> now, <laughs> I, I, um, I do feel like Netflix low-balled Monique in, and especially not allowing her to negotiate anything. Like, even if they're going to offer 100000 more, mm. it's it's a fraction. It's um, chump change compared to what they're offering other people mm-hmm. for yeah. comedy specials. Absolute chump change. So for her to go back to them and say, look, um, maybe offer me a little bit more, and for them to say, no, thanks, hold the L, I do feel like that is slightly dis- discriminatory. Now, a point I o- will also make is that there is obviously a massive gender pay gap between men and um, and women when it comes to just the industry in general. Now, if I'm to go back to Dave Chappelle, for example, right? Mm. Now, at the point where Dave Chappelle came out with his Netflix special, Dave Chappelle had been living in Africa for like, what, 15, 10, 15 years? Mm. He hadn't done stand-up in a number of years. And in fact, the last time he was on anybody's radar, he had the Chappelle show, which had been long since cancelled. He'd fucked off to Africa. He hadn't he hadn't been doing stand-up. And so somebody who is not seasoned anymore as a comedian, and no one was talking about Dave Chappelle. I'm sorry, no one was talking about him. No, it's true though. No yeah. one was talking about him. He was on no one's radar. So explain to me how then Dave Chappelle can get offered 20 million 50. for a Netflix special. You got Dave Chappelle, man. But... It's exactly the same point. Mm. Like Dave, no one was talking about Dave Chappelle. He'd be fucked off to Africa for ten years. No one talked about him. No what? one was talking about him. But it's still so Dave Chappelle. People, no, I'm sorry. People, people no, were wondering people, where he was. No, no, no. Though, no like, but the thing time. is, look, the people who can Dave argue, will sell let tickets, me finish. The people who can argue that, oh, but Monique hasn't really done stand up for a while. Blah blah blah. Like Monique has been in the comedy game for a really long time. Similar to Dave, she's she's paid her dues, and even if she hasn't hadn't done active comedy in a while she's she's was one of the queens of comedy blah 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 even though she hasn't done active comedy in a while i still believe that she is still one of our black comedians at like one of our treasured black comedians and she should be offered more respect than sorry no negotiations especially 100%. when especially when um her female counterparts who are white are being offered millions and millions and millions and also the same argument can be said for dave dave had fucked off for years no one was talking about him 
I'm sorry, Dave Chappelle wasn't a comedian that was, yeah, you can, it's like Eddie Murphy. You can look at the old, old stuff and be like, yeah, he was funny. Nah, but that's, Dave, that's, Dave was season four. Like he yeah. had. No, I'm, but I'm saying, but look Dave. at the, no, but listen, look at the world that we live in. He fell off. No one was talking about it. His specials are, he just never, like Eddie Murphy, his specials he never are fell legendary. Off, though. No, did, no, did he no, really fall off though, if he just left? At the height of his career, he left. He came back and he still made himself relevant when he came no, back. No, but I'm not saying... No, that, that's not the point I'm making. I'm uh, not saying he wasn't relevant when he came back. Okay. I'm saying that Dave went away and he was, he was, he'd fallen off. No. Like, he had fallen off, right? You can look at his old shit and be like, yeah, Dave was the greatest. But that, there's a lot of people you can do that with. He had fallen off. So people's arguing that, oh, but Monique ain't done stand-up and blah, blah, blah. Okay, well, we can look at Dave Chappelle and say exactly the same thing. He went to Africa. Mm. He hadn't done any stand-up. He hadn't been on anyone's radar. He wasn't even in Hollywood for anyone to even see his name anywhere. Uh, then he comes and his first thing when he comes back is a Netflix special and he gets offered 20 mil. I like, not even five mil. I don't think he can use mil. Dave Chappelle as an example, yeah. as a I think comparison. He's, he's got more than 20 as well. He got 50, I think. Dave Chappelle is... I'm not. To be fair, guys, I understand. Guys, I understand you're what you're saying. I know. I understand what you're saying. To be honest, I understand. No, no, no. I'm not comparing them as artists. I get what you're saying. I'm not comparing them as individuals. I'm comparing the scenario. I understand. I understand where Kat is coming. No, I understand where Kat is coming from. However, that's like saying, oh, um, Westlife was coming to do a reunion tour, and Destiny's Child were kind of well, making maybe not Destiny's Child, but like I don't know another another group that was big in the the two thousand. Like take more people going to see like you can't. It's the that's fine. But that's I'm not saying that more people are not going to see Dave Chappelle. I'm saying that. Why does Dave Chappelle get handed 20 million and Dave Monique? Chappelle. Okay, but look at the dis- disparity between 20 million and 500,000, guys. I, I, no, we, I understand. I'm not saying I'm not saying that she should have got 500k. Yeah, Them yeah. not Michael saying that she should have got. I, mean, I feel like there's anyway, a deeper I'm done, I'm done. I feel like there's Archie, a deeper story ahead. that we don't know about that that Monique is like going this hard against Netflix because my thing is is cuz the first argument I was making was was going to be along the lines though. She hasn't done anything for about nine, for a while since Precious. Well, since Precious was the last major thing anyway that people heard from her do. So for her to come and Netflix be like, okay, cool. Um, my assumption is that Netflix is coming off the back of, right, all right, cool. This is the last thing we saw you do. You want to do a comedy special? All right, cool. We'll offer you this bag. We'll see how it goes. I would have thought that if she had taken that, they would have opened up and it done really well. It probably would have opened up for a lot more stuff that she would have done. The second thing it's I was going to say, it is still a low ball. And I, and my thing with Amy Schumer is that Amy Schumer had, I think she had the Amy Schumer show or something like that, that was going on for a while and she, and that was doing bits. But like, Amy Schumer's mm-hmm. not even a stand-up comedian. She doesn't write her own jokes. Re- regardless of that, whatever she was doing before she got that Netflix deal, she was doing something, she was she was riding away for a, like a good while. And even, I don't even know who she, I didn't even know who she was at the time, but I knew about her show, which made sense as to why she got so much when it came to Netflix. So... That's that's not that's just my assumption on the situation anyway. But it still doesn't so it mean it makes sense as to the reason why she can go back to Netflix and get five mil more, and and they say to Monique, no fuck off. I'm saying it makes sense in the sense of Monique hasn't done anything for a while, and I know you're gonna say Dave Chappelle, but I'm just saying off the back of Amy Schumer. I'm not defending that. I'm, I'm just I'm, saying that I'm like, looking at the, the the sheer disparity of amounts here. Mm. 15 and 500, 15 million mm. and five hundred thousand. The the, the um, there's just. A real ridiculous disparity of in course, amounts. Yeah, yeah, there is like yeah. a massive ridiculous disparity in amounts. Mm. So I'm, I'm, I'm cool with Monique doing this. Like, like, yeah, that's all I have to say. I just right. feel like she's not really like my fear. I mean, well, my fear, and I'm gonna say, is that my fear of the situation is that it's not gonna work. 
Netflix are going to be like, okay, cool, you can sue us, whatever. It's not going to work. And then this is just going to put her in a deeper hole creatively. Because Oprah, who Tyler Perry and I think someone else tried to blackball her as well, right? Mm. And then she's trying to sue Netflix and obviously we'll see how that turns out. And then, so so it's now it's like- Netflix would not have- I feel it, like right? there's something deeper than just sort of, she 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 asked for 500K, yeah, they, said, they no, said no. And then she tried to negotiate and they're like, no, nah, fuck off. Like, I, f- I feel like there's something deeper going on that we don't know about that she's actually riding this hard for it because more time, I feel like if any Tom, Dick and Harry who was just as doing well as much as she was were, were to get 500K and they said no, they would have just fucked off somewhere else and done it. But mm. I think, I personally think that there's something deeper that we don't know. That means that she's sort of actually screw, like suing them. Like she probably, probably called her <laughs> something in the meeting. <laughs> 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 probably went for in a meeting, bro. <laughs> Kevin Hart sets Netflix documentary, docu-series, sorry, um, called Don't Fuck This Up. So Kevin Hart's production company, Heartbeat Productions, are going to produce alongside Lionsgate, um, Make Make, I think, and Three Arts Entertainment, um, and Magical Elves. I don't know who Do they are. Do you think he almost died and just thought, yeah, let me like jump on board so they can make a um, like, real life? I haven't I... even finished. Oh, sorry. Okay, it will follow the comedian's day-to-day life as he tackles being a partner, father, role model. So <laughs> reality Role model show, of yeah, cheaters. Exactly. Um, and like businessman, as well as offer an inside look at some of the major moments he endured last year. This includes the now infamous Oscars debacle following the resurfacing of Hart's previous homophobic comments. So I, I think he's been doing this for a while, so I don't think it's, it has to do with the accident. That first you episode reckon? is going to open up. No, but accident. what he's been doing is like the show where he's with all the other husbands or whatever. I can't remember what that was called. I know what you're talking about. That's, that finished that a long ago. time ago. Yeah, I know, but this is just... No, but, no, but that, was a co- that was like an exaggerated um, scripted reality show. Yeah. This is a docu-series. This is actually like a docu-series. Is it going to be serious, serious? Yeah. I feel like their first the first episode's already When I was reading it, I was thinking, oh, it's gonna be like yeah. Kevin Hart and he's, he, he's gonna talk about his accident his life episode. is not a joke Michael <laughs> <laughs> he's always I mean, joking really? he's never serious though comedians live real lives you know Michael mm-hmm. but um, I find it's pretty interesting that he's doing something like this but I feel like mm, he had to change his image a lot of themes are gonna be touched upon his accident him cheating on his pregnant wife oh yeah right. um, <laughs> The Ugh. whole Oscar debacle as well. I feel like a lot of those stuff. I really, they, they, they're gonna come up. They're yeah, definitely it has gonna to, do, isn't it? Yeah. it has to. I feel like he's just fell off. To be honest, mm. you think? You think? Yeah. Well, he started doing more other stuff, like more like films and stuff. Yeah, yeah, but I mean, he's fallen off though. I mean, he was in. in what uh, what, was what it? do you mean? What do you, what do you expect him do to really be doing? You really care about Kevin Hart right now? He was Not in really. Shore and um, well, he what's his name? What's the Fast and Furious film called? Fast and Furious. Yeah, Jumanji. Shaw and Hobbs and Shaw. Hobbs and Shaw. Yeah, Hobbs and Shaw. I was quite surprised he was in there. <laughs> I knew he just he popped was, out. Of you know, when I saw him, I was like, I knew this yeah. guy was going to be in this film. Yeah. How? He just because popped out of nowhere. Because of Rock is in it. He puts Kevin Hart in every film he does. He's a little psychic. Yes, when I saw him, I was waiting for this. I was waiting. What's he doing here? Because he was in the trailer or anything, but yeah. All right, well, I mean, I don't care about this, so. I don't really care about Kevin Hart, I'm not going to lie. I'll take Kevin, man. Michael Jackson's life <laughs> is getting a movie, guys. Bohemian Rhapsody producer Graham King has secured the estate rights to make mm. a film. 
So uh, yeah, the family's on board, guys. Yeah, I was wondering, I, do you think he's gonna make it? And do you think the family have to watch it first and sign it off? Definitely. Or because he's bought the rights now, he can do whatever he wants. I mean, wants I think it's gonna depend on the contract. It. It's gonna depend on the contract. Because the estate oh, yeah, family are true. really uptight about this time. Yeah, yeah, yeah they're, they're, they're probably very, gonna have final sign off. Mm. In, so in all honesty, I so do you know what I just. What? I feel like there's some people when they do these like biopics or these you know films, it's kind of like. You know so much about the person already, mm, like okay. so much. So especially someone like Michael Jackson, there's been countless documentaries, countless. I mean, Man there's in the a mirror. couple of biopics <laughs> as well. Exactly, like, great ones, by the way. Yeah, yeah. So we know we know about him. What more do we? I guess. Need to do to we need be to know? fair, though, I think we know a lot about the early stuff, mm. but in the recent years, from the trials, like even even down to the point of his addiction when he almost dropped the other we didn't we didn't really <laughs> okay well we then watch really man in the mirror with flex like we, do you know what I mean? <laughs> if you really no but obviously man in the mirror was in the 90s i mean like no it wasn't i mean i mean with flex alexander no no but he did that in the two <laughs> fucking trying no but <laughs> it was still it was watch, still not listen. it was still not like re- basically what i'm trying to get at is if they focus a lot more on his later life yeah. then that's information we don't have because if you ever watch the michael jackson autopsy some of the th- injuries and stuff they found in his body is like what was going on like what was mm. going on and Bruh. even the fact that he was addicted to this this um painkiller like a lot of that we don't know and the mm. fact that he was renting that ran- random house in hollywood where he died and so maybe like i would say from when the decline happened we haven't we didn't really know what was going on in michael's life so i think if they focused on as in and by the decline i mean from the trial mm. basically from that like after after the dangerous i don't want to watch i don't want to watch that yeah i want to see That's fair enough. him making thriller i want to see i want to see that i feel like even then we've already and seen we've already seen I'm it just tired you know? we like, haven't seen I'm, that though but, to be honest, we haven't seen like, the film we've seen the documentaries on like people that worked on it but we yeah. haven't seen like the actual mm, like I still don't want to see it because I feel like Bohemian Rhapsody what made it so different because even though we knew quite a bit about Freddie Mercury we didn't know like we didn't know Freddie Mercury like that Michael Jackson we've known him from it's true like, uh, like yeah, if you put if you like put six, so. if, <laughs> if you put everything that has been made about Michael Jackson and together you can make a film, we can make a film right you now can, that's already a film in itself mm. like no you man never know. I, these I guys might show I provide about 90% of the information <laughs> you see what yeah. I mean so these like, guys might show a different perspective that what, per- I, I, genu- perspective? I genuinely don't think the there's another perspective the Caucasian perspective. I genuinely don't think this. Like these guys meant are meant to be good at creating like documentaries and yeah. Yeah. well, no, I mean he's just come like off that, the back so. of um the Queen um obviously yeah Bohemian Rhapsody which yeah. is the Queen story which grossed nine hundred and seven nine hundred three point seven million um and Remy Malik obviously won an Oscar mm-hmm. so I wonder who they're gonna get but. The thing is, I to play MJ. Oh my god! I want them to like really address like the vertigo, like re, like. Do you know what I mean? Because they most of the biopics and stuff, they they don't address it. They just skim mm, over skim it. it. Like this guy was wearing like a proper wig, shake and go for years. For a, a full no one, front. If it, they need to show when he went to the salon. They need to show that that <laughs> side of him. As do you well. know I mean what was oh under the god. wig? Well, they showed it in the autopsy. But do you know what, what I mean? Was under like, the wig? Watch the autopsy on YouTube, bruv. Oh wow! Did they show pictures of his body or no? No, no, no. They they just showed the autopsy report, so you know, like where they have the body laying down and they mark like all the things and. Oh, I want to see what his hair looked like. (laughs) 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 Well, you want to see that stuff? That that is is a real scene. 
Did he have them jerry curls or not? Were they real? The girls he was fucking. I want to know all of that. If you're gonna, like, I need to know the girls he was, the woman he was dating. He's got baby. Was, I, I need to know yeah, all that. That baby thing needs to be explained. It has been explained. What when you almost dropped the you at the balcony? That's true. They're not his kids. Listen, we're not stupid. We no one is stupid. <laughs> he, has, he had a sperm donor. Um, but then why did he need a sperm donor? Why didn't he have his own? Do you know what I mean like what was the reason? I don't was like he impotent? Appar- apparently, he was about that life though. Yeah, what? apparently. apparently. About what life? Yeah, listen. Apparently, Michael Jackson was gay. Apparently, he was, was fucking gay. Coco from SWV. That's why they got. <laughs> that's why they got You're the clearance for human man. nature. He was in the video. <laughs> was he? Yeah. Where? The SWV video. Oh, that's what it makes sense. He was in the video. I get he so was, weak was, in the knees. No. I can hardly. Oh, there was I'm like, losing you know, you control. Know, oh, you know them '90s videos <laughs> where it's like blurred, but the person's there. Don't you remember? Yeah, I, I need to watch this video again. Watch it again. I was just watching it. this other day as well. Really? But the that's why they think like, that's, that's why the... Because you know, MJ never cleared any of his samples. Like most samples he didn't clear. Yeah, because he owns all the masters. Exactly. Yeah, but so. but SWV, of, of all people, got the sample cleared because they were fucking... Fucking and you. he also owns the masters to the, the Beatles. Yeah, catalog. and I, I personally think that's why I think I they killed him. Kind of yeah. Yeah. Same reason why they killed Prince, but we ain't gonna have that conversation today. Ooh. Okay, well, free, baby. Um, <laughs> they killed Prince because he was wearing those chaps with the booty. <laughs> 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 those were done by us. We were like, no, we've had enough, Prince. We've had enough. Um, Netflix and Nickelodeon have partnered on a multi-year deal ex- estimated at 200 million to um, basically produce some original TV shows and movies based on existing Nickelodeon properties. You may remember, sorry, a few months ago. Was that a few months ago? Yeah. What, what a couple, couple months ago, a few episodes back, we'll say, I did a spotlight on uh, Rocco's Modern Life Static Cling, which was a Netflix... Mm-hmm. Um, I still need to watch that. You know, I was about to watch it and... Um, which is a Netflix movie based on Rocco's Modern Life, which was again a Nickelodeon series. It's basically around the same thing. I know Netflix has have also done Invader Zim, which I don't remember watching on Nickelodeon. Invader Zim was yeah. hilarious, bro. I don't remember watching Invader Zim. I've never heard of that um, in my life. But considering Artists. Archie does, it might have been Archie's time. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> and not yeah, mine. Yeah, probably was, yeah. <laughs> um, but essentially as part of the deal the they are gonna um work on a spongebob 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 a spongebob squarepants spin-off with who or with patrick no squidward squidward Squidward. Squidward. oh yeah oh yeah we talked about this in the group i'm here for it you know i love me some squidward um and they haven't confirmed it but they're saying it might include rugrats um and other nickelodeon fan favorites like jimmy neutron danny phantom etc etc i mean they tried to do they tried to do like um the spin-off of rugrats it didn't really work no it didn't oh when they were in secondary school it didn't really work do you think this will save them from Disney Plus monopolizing no. the market and streaming. Oh no! I mean, it's worth a, try a changes are coming, and they know it. <laughs> They're shook. <laughs> They're shook. They're shaking. Because where Netflix Ooh. has thrived is that they were the only subscription only service. Yeah, yeah, they were yeah. the only one. They were the biggest. They yeah. thrived. They were thriving. And even when Prime Video came about, they knew people were really checking for Prime Video, especially nah. because it's so fucking hard to search on Prime Video. Yeah. But oh anyway. my gosh! Yeah, thank yes. <laughs> like, oh, you, you know how you, you type in Netflix and it comes with the show yeah. as you go. Yeah, yeah, Amazon, yeah. you have to search the whole thing <laughs> and then yeah. click search and then it comes up with results. It's like uh, I click on Prime Video. Where the hell is the search bar? No, nah. I've got to go back out into the Fire Stick, then go, go to search, up. then tap. It's long. What I don't shit. like it's about Amazon Prime is the fact that sometimes you try to watch something and then they ask you to fucking pay. 
Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. No, oh my days. Yes, I tried to search something, and then I was like, oh, like I tried to search an anime, and I was like, oh my gosh, Prime Video has it. Bro. Clicked on it, and then it was like, yeah, like, like if you wanna, yeah. you got more shows like this. I know, right? <laughs> I was like, that's what, how fucking cheeky! I, I had to disappoint the kids the other day because they said, yeah, daddy, I want to watch that cartoon. I clicked it. It was like. Eight ninety nine. I was like, yeah. Oh, so, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, why? Why not? Mm. It's right there. Just, just click it. And just pay for that it. Best stream that shit. I swear. Well, I mean, yeah, yeah they're shook. So trying. I, I mean, don't know if Nickelodeon can beat Disney yeah, though, guys. Yeah, I don't think so, no. man. I'm here for Squidward though. Apparently, the Americans are loving this Disney Plus though. By the way. Yeah, mm. it's 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 different. Where people got hacked as well. So. <laughs> <laughs> Yeesh. Okay, so that rounds up our new segments. Excellent. We are now on to our trailer segment. Got lots and lots of trailers for you. The first one is Hunters starring Al Pacino, which is a prime video um, yeah, original, actually. Yeah. Um, Hunters is inspired by true events, apparently. It really? Follows, yeah. yeah. The minorities. It follows a diverse band of Nazi hunters that were living in New York during 1977. Oh, shit. Um, and they discover hundreds of escaped Nazis living in America. Yeah, and Nazis. so they do <laughs> what we would all do. What, kill and them? Start killing them. Fuck them up. <laughs> That's true. People have time. Do you know people are probably dedicated to the cause? Like, really? You think you could get away with? No, nah, but you know you what? Up? Yeah. Like, imagine, imagine this. Yeah. Imagine that you are a runaway slave from the south of of America, and you r- run, run to New York. Run. And you're living a life, and then all of a sudden you come out the grocery store, and then you see your slave master just chilling there. <laughs> yeah, of course it's I'm on site. I'm dropping the like, grocery bag. Right, there we go. On site. Wow. On site. On site. Dropping the grocery bags in the boot. Hit that thing in reverse. <laughs> dropping it in the boot. You're getting <laughs> run over. And then, Good night. And then first year, and then I'm going again, bro. Nah. Oh man. Violent. Um, I'm here for this trailer. Yeah, so Al Pacino looks so. He looks different. He looks like Al Pacino. Yeah. He's looks lost so weight different. as well. Has he? Yeah. He just looks like a hairy monger. He's man. aged. Like it's the hair. Age, age. I think if he was to shave it, it would look. Yeah. But I, I mean, know, what you guys call one thing Fox. I noticed is well done to Prime Video for some original fucking content. Come on, <laughs> Prime Video. I mean, out here, man. Thank God, because right now these reboots are even t- they're tiring me out. At yeah. least this is a story that none of us knew about, and it's coming out. Mm, Do you know true. what I mean? Um, are we going to watch this? Yeah. yeah. Someone yeah. said in the comments a Jewish man rounding up minorities to get, <laughs> to get back the Nazis. Al Pacino's not Jewish. I know, but it's, it's just the way that he, like the way the, the trailer was. The Someone trailer said was, that, yeah. YouTube comments, you can never escape it him. Sounds like, yeah, he was acting a Jewish role. Yeah, to be fair. We should that's why make they even more sense as well. That's a piss dick. It'll make even more sense. Next up on the list, Avenue Q. Starring Hugh Laurie, which is this is, this this is a bit weird. It was a bit is this weird. the first thing he's done since House? I mean, he was Not earning he was earning a shitload from House, so it would make sense that he basically chilled for about five years before he because because what is he making like three million an episode or something? It was crazy. Sorry, Avenue Q or Avenue Five. Avenue Avenue Five. Did I oh. say Avenue Q? Yeah. Oh, I literally went to my doc's house. I was like, Avenue that's Q. The, that's the puppets who swear, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was looking for. I was like, I was thinking, shit. What oh damn, that? I missed that. <laughs> well, damn, Michael. Avenue Q, Avenue Five. Mm. Oh, it would man. be the same thing. No, nah, I don't know. Maybe. But you would know. I, I mean, know. if I said Avenue Q and there's Avenue 5 on the list, you know I, I fucked up know. because it's Avenue 5. Because those called the wild first, so I thought there was something missing in between. Oh, so. whatever. All right. Space Captain Ryan Clark tries to get along with others in a space tourism industry. 
all the more reason why if in my lifetime this stuff gets developed it's not going to um, how do you know space tourism it's not gonna it it's could gonna do virgin are close to like space True. visit mate if anyone's gonna do it, it's gonna be elon musk boy the way they, the way he's moving he's, he's bringing space machines on to <laughs> earth right now so boy but this 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 show look this show looks funny it looks does look really, funny it looks really it's funny. odd yeah. it's yeah. odd but it's funny like wally gone wrong I like Hugh Laurie though. I think he's, uh, you know, this is a different role for him. He's not carrying a walking stick and being a miserable doctor. That's mm. true. That's true. <laughs> what was he in before um, um, he became famous with House, the British show? The one with um, Stephen. Yeah. Oh, I can't remember. I can't even, I don't even know. I just only remember him in House. I can't. You can't remember him in House? He I said only he only remember remembers him. him in Oh, house. <laughs> I was about to say he's the main character. I can't remember what else he was in. But obviously he was, House made him famous in America, but he was, very accomplished British. Very actor. accomplished here in a in a TV show before he went he went there, which was oh he's done he has albums okay yeah because you know he likes to sing multifaceted and play the piano and stuff frying a bit of frying lorry yeah yeah that was the show no I never heard of it That's oh and did chance remember chance oh yeah I remember chance Blackadder anyway well yeah black but well, that was before that was Blackadder well, was, was before um, he and lorry. <laughs> Hugh and Laurie, a bit of Fry and Laurie is what I mean. Why well, can't I even talk today? Bloody hell. Um, yeah, I'll, I'll I'll give this a watch. I'll Definitely. see. Next, from producer Jordan Peele. Antebellum, starring Janelle Monae. I can, I, I just know. Are you going to say <laughs> ambiguous? Or? Such an ambiguous trailer. Yeah. But it looks so but interesting. That's what, that's what they're trying to, trying to do. Why? What do you think it's about? I don't know. Is it the spirits of the slaves coming back in the in the, in the <laughs> something like that. Wait, wasn't there a little white girl that was? Just yeah, that like, was shushing everyone. Yeah, she was. Shh. She was definitely slave master's daughter. <laughs> but, um, um, so successful author Veronica, who is Janelle Monae's character, finds herself trapped in a horrifying reality and must uncover the mind-bending mystery before it's too late. Given the southern gothic atmosphere of the trailer. The fact that the title refers to the Civil War era, like um, before we started recording, I was reading that antebellum is a phrase that means before war, which is often related to the American Civil War. So it's basically going to be another social thriller. Mm. And we all know Jordan Peele, he tries to be smart with it. So mm, yeah, yeah. I mean, even too too smart for- that is just it's not necessary the intelligence is because um, <laughs> what's the other is, is it astounding. us, uh, us this, yeah. do you know yeah. when it was just like it was just too much like, okay, we good, get it. you're smart oh. <laughs> wow you're smart shut up way to show us <laughs> um, teach us bit yeah what do you think boy this looks so ma- I feel like it's just going to be mad weird bruv yeah it's, gonna, it's, it's definitely going to be because as soon as you see from the producers of Get Out and Us I said yeah, yeah. it's going gonna, it's, it's to be one of them ones I don't know if I'll Rush the cinema to watch it though. I'm not Me sure. Neither. I'll probably rent it on DVD. When no, <laughs> she's really her acting bag, you know. Is she this what is, she wants you know. to do? Is this what she wants to be doing? She's a ballet dancer, you know. Oh, I can see that. That's what she did first. Wow, I can see that. Yeah, it makes sense though. Mm. Michael's not a fan. Okay, moving on. Christmas is in a few days. How many days is it till Christmas? Uh, Michael, you have kids. You should know. 30 something. Um, I'm going to say 32. Trailer, Christmas Bells. It's less, it's less than 32. What, bla- do we, what do we think? That black this girl's one looks funny. Yeah, she is. She's in Glee. Yeah. 
Yeah, she isn't. Yes, she is. I swear she was. No, she's not. No, it's not the same black wow! girl. Wow! Yes, it is. <laughs> no, it's Don't not. No, it's not. It's not, man. The not all black girls look the same, you know. She was in um. She was in the one with Gabby Mary Jane. Mary Jane. She lost weight. Yeah, she has lost weight. Don't piss me off. Oh really? She's lost weight. Nickelodeon type. Disney shows like in like the she's the lost weight. What weight has she lost? She no, lost. she has lost. No, no, no. When it. she was in Be Mary Jane, she was big. big. And even she's when she was younger, she was even big. bigger than that. You're telling me this is the same girl, bro? It's not. No, it's not. Don't piss me. No way. Wow. So you, and you don't Amber Riley is the one you're thinking so, yeah. of, probably. Oh, yeah. This is That's not, not Amber Riley. So wait. <laughs> synopsis. Quick synopsis. Oh. oh, oh. <laughs> you can give me a quick synopsis. Um, it's two friends about. start liking the pasta, liking the new pasta. So two friends have been wanting a man for ages, and then the a new pastel son, son comes in, and they're like, "Oh my god, he's mine!" And they're both fighting over him. And they're like, they're, they're in the choir, and they get fired. So it's from a bit of green leaf. Christmas. Doesn't this remind you of? Uh, do you know Bride Wars? Was it Bride Wars with? Um, wow. But both of them were getting married on the same yeah, day. Yeah, on the same day. Yeah, and they're like trying to trump each other, especially the the scene in the trailer where she tries, she puts dye in her hair. And she comes to church and her hair's Imagine like this tied. is the thing. You don't know friends when you see a man, you know? Hmm. I was thinking, imagine if, he, <laughs> if he's gay at the end of the whole thing. Oh, my God, it'd be hilarious. Oh, my God. <laughs> like, oh, I'm already married. Or his wife walks yeah. in. <laughs> that would be so funny. That would be sad, but this is a Christmas movie. One of them. Do you think because it's a Christmas movie, they're going to end it where none, neither one gets it? I don't think any of them will get it. No, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I think we'll end it like that. Yeah. He's going to be celebrated the spirit of Christmas. He dies. Oh, fuck, Michael. So it's a Christmas <laughs> movie. Nah, come on. The thing is, I mean, what was it? Best Man? Best man, best man holiday. Yeah, best man holiday. Mm. He dies. What? Well, she dies, right? Yeah, she does. Oh, sometimes you, have, you out, need man. to have a morbid ending at the end of Christmas. <laughs> that was so shit. Oh my god. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> it was really bad. Oh. Next up, Scoob. Scoob. I mean. I'm gonna watch it. Niggas give me heebie jeebies. I did like the fact though. that they were kids. No, but yeah. they've had, I swear they had a cartoon when they were children. Yeah, Not they yeah, they did. They did. I've only ever seen Scooby Doo when they were like. No, no, they were like young. They were like in like primaries. They did like a. Yeah, they did one. It's hella. Is it me or is Scooby talking more than usual? Usual. He doesn't sound like Scooby. No, he sounds like he can like you can proper you know even in a sentence. Oh yeah, it's true. Why did they keep that then? Why is Scooby talking? Maybe because like... 2019. Some, yeah. yeah. And they want kids he's to got be Instagram. able to talk properly and all of that. <laughs> he said he's got, he's got Instagram. Instagram. He's got a TikTok now. Start tweeting. <laughs> Scooby with the TikTok. Scooby with TikTok, yeah. Yeah. It looks all right though. I don't know. I've it's kind a of falling off of Scooby-Doo a bit though. Yeah. I never, I never jumped on Scooby-Doo. <gasps> Scooby-Doo was amazing. I had and the I DVDs of the live action. I, I really love the live action what? film that they made. Did you? I mean, that, I was, the, that was a fake. I mean, I was young when it came out. So boy, I love it Scooby-Doo. Them. Anyway, I never knew who. Th- I never know. So who they were the making live action movies of Scooby Doo before live action movies were a thing. Yeah. Oh yeah. Live action movie That's Scooby Doo was actually really good. I, I liked it a lot. Good rewatchability. <laughs> yeah, rewatchability. I, I'm. I've never. I've never been a fan of Scooby. Yeah, neither was I. what Scooby? Nah, Scooby Doo, and then when they did the Scrappy Doo series, yeah. what? Maybe uh, it's because of our age. No, no, no. But even Scoo- those were, they were filmed in the sixties, well. though. Yeah, yeah, it was just annoying. <laughs> they just repeated the same thing every time. Yeah, but you were the same. And there was in the house. Yeah, yeah you knew who the killer was. Yeah. Yeah. I, oh. I never knew. You know, I was, <laughs> I was always racking my brain. <laughs> 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 That's like the episode. Oh my god! That's why Esther doesn't like doing the movies. It was you. Yeah, and I would have gotten away with it. It wasn't for you meddling kids. That's why. Oh, like the same Peele. line all the time. No, 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 where? That's why you don't like Jordan Peele movies. Because <laughs> I'm like, what is what's going on? <laughs> <laughs> I just uh, want to know who the killer is. 
Uh, and people don't know, you know. And people are like, it's always the first person they meet. Yeah, it's all, it's a mad cast of people that for this film you got Zac Efron, you got oh your um, girl heebie-jeebies. Gina niggas give me heebie-jeebies. Oh, that's <laughs> Gina Richards. You know, is it film Velma? What's her name? The uh, clever chick Velma. She looks kind of nice in this. Mm, she's an animation. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <But> okay. Obviously. <laughs> um, uh, Holiday Rush Netflix. This looks so shit. <laughs> <laughs> Do you think? When I saw that Lala was the dead mother, I was thinking, fuck, you okay, know. Well, at least I, know this, I know this ain't good. Yeah, she I got shot in power, that's why. I know oh, this ain't good. you still watch Power, though? She got shot in power, I don't watch Power. Oh, okay, sorry. Go for bid. But at least she's not in it. She's just a picture of her. Ugh, I'm sure she's going to have man. a scene. I'm but sorry, the, but... The, the lead woman is really good, and so is the lead guy. I like him as an actor. Nah, man. I don't like okay, him as an actor. Okay, let's guess what's going to happen. so like dry. Oh, you don't like him? facial expressions are ridiculous. Yes! Um, he tweet, he, me and him tweet on in, on Twitter, you know. Oh, really? Obviously, I just said this show is full of shit. <laughs> oh, what? He's your guy? I'm going to clip the audio. No, it's not my guy, but if him. you tweet him, he will tweet you back. I'm going to clip the audio. Etc, etc. The eyes emoji. I don't like him as an actor. Okay. I'm sorry, um, but how guys, you guys aren't supporting the black movies, you know. Yeah, but okay, we know exactly what is going to happen. I stick to my gangbanging yeah. films. <laughs> Him and the producer are going to get together. They're, they're gonna, gonna they're, 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 they're gonna make, they're station. gonna buy this radio station, yeah. and everything's gonna be all right for Christmas. Yeah. Come okay. on, it's a typical so, Christmas film, though. What holiday you rush. Quick synopsis: A guy works at a radio station with his producer, and then all of a sudden he gets laid off. And then I think from the trailer, what they end up doing is they find that his old radio station that he started his radio journey at um, is up for sale. So his producer tries to convince him to buy it. I think during the course of buying it, he now becomes... He has to um, move to the old house. They have to move into a smaller house. Like basically they go from living a certain lifestyle to being a bit more frugal. Um, and it's all around the Christmas holidays and he's just trying to be a single a single dad to three kids, I believe, and mm-hmm. who's that his wife recently passed away. And tear jerking, heartwarming, mm. Christmas, Christmas, Christmas. Mm. Black people. <laughs> That's basically it. So no one's gonna watch this on Netflix. Definitely. No, no, it, I'll watch but, it. Uh, this is this looks better to me than most of the black films on Netflix. Though. I'll probably watch it with the family during Christmas though. No, no, I'll watch it because you know what's that? Because what's that and Vanessa Hudgens film keeps on coming up and popping up as well Vanessa so Hudgens gonna, yeah like she's got it's Christmas and the night or something like that it just keeps on popping up on Netflix oh yeah I've seen it so if if while. that can be on then this one can be on as I well I watching it okay last trailer The Last Full Measure which is the true story of a Vietnam Vietnam war hero William H. Pitsenbarger I believe um, a US Air Force um, pararescueman also known as PJ he's a medic who personally saved over 60 men during the rescue mission on April 11, 1966. He was offered a chance to escape on the last helicopter out of the combat zone, but he stayed behind to save and save some more lives, I guess. Um, and then what happens in the trailer again, guys? I think it basically, uh, I think uh, they were going to give him a medal of honor, mm. but they decided not to. And there's a reporter a guy who's going to investigate actually why they why didn't did do they it. Look- but then they find out that the war that they were going through wasn't between them and Vietnams. It was between each it other. It was friendly fire, yeah. So I have a theory mm-hmm. that the guy who saved those 60 men was probably one of the main people that incited the um, the, the the feud between the oh, two wow. companies, which would kind of make sense to make him the hero of everyone 
someone must have found out about this. Archie. Tried to get it so documented. Fan theory. And decided, and decided not to. You're watching too many mangoes, you know? <laughs> are you telling me that's not a sick, a sick theory, though? <laughs> nah, what? That's, that's, why, that's why his Mill of Honor didn't get... Theory. That's why he didn't get one, because then that's why all the documents are being hidden away in secret, because... Listen, hey, Paramount, <laughs> sign me up. Uh, so, those are the trailers for this week. Now, on to our spotlight segment. And we're going to kick it off with Esther. Okay, so this um, spotlight this week is about a show on BBC called Gold Digger. Um, I downloaded it because I was going on a long train ride to Leeds. So I needed something to watch. And I think, oh, what's that Gold Digger? I don't know. So basically, it's about gold, <laughs> potential <laughs> gold digger. And BBC actually released this. This is, I think, the first time they've actually released a show, all the episodes on one day. Okay. Oh, brilliant. So, yeah, so it was released on... Um, You're showing BritBox. <laughs> no, it's not BritBox. On the 12th of November, but all six episodes um, was released. Uh, speaking about BritBox, by the way, why was Channel 4 not involved in that? Yeah. That's a good shout. Oh, Channel 4 would have had the shows, Misfits. Yeah. Um, Hands Made Tail, fucking oh yeah, they were that bear shows. Anyway, but I, I I saw it the other day and I was like, but why didn't Skins. they put Channel Four in? Oh my days. Anyway, continue sorry, Esther. Sorry, <laughs> digress. Yeah, so um, it's basically about a lady. Her name is Julia. Um, she she's turning sixty years old. Um, she's got three children, all kind of grown, but she recently was um has been divorced, well about to be divorced from her husband of like. 40 years God or whatever yeah. Oh, yeah because yeah. he was basically having a 10 year affair with her friend her best friend 10 oh, okay and wow. her best friend is black oh okay and wow. i was like <laughs> 10 years yeah ten like years. yeah so it was like an affair that started and then yeah so they find that's out like some he, wendy williams shit bruh the fact that the best friend is black i was like girl you know black people don't do that anyway anyway so but i mean well done to the black sister for getting cast though you know uh, yeah i mean i guess i guess so <laughs> Collect your coins. Literally. Secure the bag. Yeah, and it's the it was the lady from um Luther. Do you know the black um like her um Luther's like old boss in like season one? Marsha. Um sorry. Yeah, it was her. Anyway, she's the one that played um the concub not the the you know Is it a concubine? Well she's the one she's the one that played what? She's the one that played the woman that's the the best friend. Oh, okay, that stole her man. Okay, cool. So um, you know, it's her sixtieth birthday, her children like she comes, she lives in Devon. She comes to London to spend time with her son and her daughter. But, um, you know, they're a bit busy, X, Y, and Z, blah, blah, blah. So she, you know, she gets a hotel, like a really nice hotel and, and decides to go. I think she's working at the Natural History Museum. So she just goes in there like for old time's sake. And then she meets this guy. Um, this guy that's probably in his 30s. Very handsome, very tall. He's actually, um, he, Ben Barnes, he was in The Punisher. Yeah, mm. yeah. Wait, as in the lead character? No, he was the one of the. He baddies. was the friend. He's the best friend. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. He's the best friend. I know. Oh. I know. Now that I've because I've seen the pack shot, I I actually saw this. Um, Benjamin Goon. Yeah. I saw this pop up when it came. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's the best friend. Yeah. When this came out, um, I saw it on Watch series when it popped up. I didn't realize it was BBC, but then I read the synopsis and I was like, Yeah, it's a bit. I mean, <laughs> 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 yes, yeah, okay, so yeah, so it just was like, is this another Dirty John but British? It's not, not really. Okay, so um, 
So she meets him in like the, the museum. They go for a drink and literally just kind of start this kind of like love affair. And like within like the first like maybe week, she introduces him to her children who are Eesh. like, well, her son is like in the age same mates. age, in the age same mates. age group. <laughs> and it's basically them, well, for most of it, trying to stop their their mum from being with this guy because it proper gets, they flash forward to a year ahead and they're getting married. Uh? And then it showed you like how it kind of got there through like each of the children's and the ex-husband's um, and, the best, and the best ex-best friends, like their view of it and how like it progresses on. Oh. And it doesn't, I mean, it kind of goes left in the last episode, to be honest with you. Because you're kind of like, well, then he's a gold digger. But then something happens, you're like, okay, maybe he's not. Like, he might actually be in love with this 60-year-old woman. What the fuck? It's just... <laughs> Imagine if my mum brought home someone. That's, you know, age. I was going to say, if I had... What, I was going to do... You, what would you do? <laughs> I was going to do, what would you do? If I had it this week, That's I was going to do... What would you do if your mum brought home... Someone that is your age group. I'm your scrapping him in the yard. Right there. Some we're guy. Fighting your mom. We're fighting <laughs> in that house. But if he's oh. right, he'd be younger than me. <laughs> I know, I'm just, oh gosh, that's horrible. What would you do though? That's the. Sc- I know, disgusting. I was even thinking that. I thought, right. you know to be fair, my mum, my mum, let her live her best life, bro. I just, as long as I'm not there to see it, I'm, it's cool. No, yeah, no, so, I mean, bro. it's a show's got six episodes, you know, like these BBC dramas do, don't have that many episodes. But it's very like, I mean, episode one to five, I would say is like, you know, proper gripping. Then it kind of just goes a bit like, well, what was the point? Oh, BBC. I mean, episode six. After the capture, now it's- Episode six just goes, (laughs) it just kind of falls flat. But I enjoyed it for what it was because you you watch it and you're kind of like, you know, what is the the guy, Benjamin Green, that's that's um, the guy she falls for. What is his story? What is his backstory? And the way that the children are trying to kind of discredit him and whatnot, but he always kind of finds a way like well it seems to be quite genuine anyway of like the explanation do you know what i mean does it film like dr foster it seems like yeah. it seems like it those type of shows like that will film a bit yeah i mean it's quite like yeah. dark darkish very like I mean, it's, it's set in london and also set in devon mm. so it's kind of like you know but then there's like an issues like with the ex-husband and her and because it's literally the the day that they're getting divorced it's like maybe the day after her birthday or something like that or so it's kind of like it's yeah. I could tell the show's got a grey colour grading already. Yeah. Very dark in colour. Yeah. Very dark in colour. Mm. But it's mm. you know, it's just I, I felt like it was a, it's one of the things you watch and you just, just keep on watching because you know it's interested, yeah. You just want to see where it goes. Yeah, yeah, mm. exactly. You want to see where it goes and you wonder, okay, do they get married? Do they not get married? And you know, how does it how do the children try and stop it and X, Y, and Z? You um, know, what would you give it out of ten? I'd give it like a seven point two. Mm. Hear that. It's not, you know, it's not, it's not great. Good, but it's like it's better. It's just a little bit better than good, I would say. But it's it's, it's a decent watch, and you know, the fact that all of the episodes kind of are uh, once you don't have to be waiting like every week, like the capture. Let me know if it's starting the capture. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Well, thank you very much, Esther Michael. Hi guys. So today my spotlight is a show called Treadstone. <laughs> No, I'm joking. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> so basically, um, just to keep it short and sweet, Tristan is an action drama. Um, it's loosely based, well, not even loosely based. It's like a follow-on or um, an addition to, I don't know if anyone's ever watched Bourne, the Bourne series of films. I think everyone's watched Yeah, I haven't. All right, cool. Oh, wow. Okay. Cool. There's always one. Wrong, sorry. <laughs> gonna, um, so if you watched... If you watched um, if could we please redact that from the... Um, the <laughs> 
the what's what's it the transcript <laughs> let's just redact my comment from the transcript oh man so it's based on the Bourne series so if you've watched Bourne you'd understand what Treadstone is and what it's about the main characters are kind of new in this show but when I was watching I recognized two characters I think the first one was Brian J Smith who was the police officer in Sense8 if you guys have watched Sense8 the mm. main police oh, officer oh yeah yeah he hasn't been in anything for a while no he hasn't and then you've got Tracy if I can't pronounce her surname, sorry. She's like in Legends of Tomorrow, Quantico, and um, the Black Lady in Originals as well. Mm. So um, if you recall the Treston Project, what it's basically about is how they initiate these soldiers to become super soldiers, basically, by putting them through the Treston Project. And Jason Bourne was one of the people who went through the um, super soldier project and became like a crazy like spy with mad um agility strength and fighting skills and everything else so now that if you recall the film the project ended because the cia were scapegoated and they were told off for actually producing such a project because jason went through the whole thing of um um bringing this project to light but the show carries it on from a perspective of focusing treads the Tread treadstone project around building building kind of like taking the project from making super soldiers to making super assassins or sleeper agents should i say by putting them through these behavior modification protocols um the project literally breaks them down and changes the wipes their personalities their memories and rebuilds them to make them like crazy assassins that like do not actually agents. yeah literally sleeper agents so the assassins are put in different countries and they're literally put to sleep as sleeper agents mm -hmm. and no one, they don't even know that they're sleeper agents. That's how good the um, mm. project was until when they're given like a box or a message that they'll read and it wakes them up and then they end up like just going to kill people. Yeah. And then once they've completed their mission, they kind of wake up and they're like, rah, what just happened? Like, I, I don't know what I've done. Um, it's it's really really good because like some of the sleeper agents they've selected like for example there's this Korean lady and she literally she she's just like a housewife with like a, a husband and like a child and then her son brings back a toy and then it wakes her up and she ends up killing that's like wild. one of the head of the military oh god guys. I thought you were going to say she ends up killing oh, her son. that's what she's going to say <laughs> she ends up killing one of the head of the military guys and like and she's like oh my god what have I done and wakes up and goes back to her normal life with her husband but she was one of the people who was actually able to remember what she had done whereas the other ones were kind of like raw i've just woke up with like blood and everything on me um i'm really enjoying this show we're on like episode seven so far um i love the story i love the character development how it unfolds for example the chinese lady like you never think like she'll be an assassin but she turns out to be a really good one sick fighter one of the main reasons why i do actually like it is like the fight scenes, the way they choreographed it, it's just, it's brilliant. Like the way the camera swipes around and everything else is too sick. Um, if you get a chance, make sure you watch it. If I was to rate it, I'd definitely given it an eight right now. And I also like the way how the flashback, like they go back in the past to see when the project actually started and they'll go back in the future and then you see the person you saw in the past as an old person in the future it's and how they're still carrying on like trying to do mad stuff it's been done over time yeah man and then they intertwine the past with the present and it's just too sick um yeah i'll definitely give it an eight out of 
10 at the moment and I'm going to continue watching and I hope like it keeps on going with more seasons it's a brilliant show to watch watch it if you get a chance it's called Treadstone I tried yikes you were feeling I saw it pop up and I thought okay let me watch this this was when episode 1 came out 20 minutes in I was like yeah nah you didn't like it. It didn't, it didn't grab me in the first 20 minutes. And when something doesn't grab me in the first 20 minutes, I ain't got time. I gave it a shot. After I saw that, the that first scene, fight scene. I know the scene with when the guy the... sitting in the chair for time. <laughs> yeah. And I was just like, what's going When he got the glass here? and he cut the guy's throat and then he was beating uh... up the sword. Nah, it was brilliant, man. It's, it's good, man. It is slow sometimes, but I, you know me, I stick with stuff. And I like, I like, I want to see how it unfolds and where to go with it. All right, cool. So that was Treadstone. Where can people watch it? Um, HBO. On any, yeah, HBO. Is it H- is it an HBO show? Oh, I can't remember. <laughs> <laughs> you can't remember. <laughs> you can watch it on any digital platform, to be honest. Um, Excellent. Okay. Moving on to moi. I'm going to keep it short and sweet. I am spotlighting a film called Fast Color. The film stars a young woman called Ruth. Um, basically you can from the first few scenes you garner that she is being pursued by government authorities um, in the person of a scientist named Bill it is soon revealed that the reason why these government authorities are pursuing Ruth is that she is actually endowed with super heroic powers of a bit of a peculiar sort she has the ability to disintegrate and reintegrate physical objects wow and basically that they hope bill the scientist and the government hopes to harness this power for um you know american government we all know the story right Mm. um and they they want to harness this but basically she ruth faces some trouble of her own she basically has a real inability to be control her power so um when when she she gets these tremors which basically come across as really bad earthquakes yeah so when she gets these tremors she destroys everything in her wake like it's mad and she actually has to also tie herself down so she's been doing it for years because she hasn't been able to control her powers for a really long time um and she's basically on her own and is estranged from her family but when she starts getting chased she decides to go back home to her mum and um she goes back to a remote farmstead i think it's called where her mum her mother beau um played by um lorraine tucson and her daughter lila lives so she had this baby and she basically left the baby with her mum because she didn't feel like she could take care of it um um in part to the inability to control her powers and also she had a an opioid addiction um and what becomes what then in i guess you start to realize throughout the film is that all three women have these powers these, these exact same powers wow. and what i love about fast color is that it is a movie with three generations of black women who have superhero powers and i've never seen anything like it ever in the history of any movies i've watched and I honestly feel like this film is just amazing. It is written so well. It's acted so well. Even the daughter, Lila, who is um, the same girl that starred in, what was the film, um, the um, TV show with um, Zach from Saved by the Bell that we were talking about, The Vampires. It got cancelled, but. 
Yeah, I'm not surprised. What are they talking about? <laughs> what, not Vampire Vampire Diaries or the original? No, <laughs> the little black girl. The one I've said that, oh, I didn't think he looked like... The Passage? Yeah. Not Passage. The pa- I think it was oh, the, the passage. passage. Was it called The Passage? Yeah. The Passage, yeah, oh. The Passage. Yeah, I don't really know much to say about it other than it's a film which shows black women in a really positive light, in a superhuman light as well, but it's it's fairly normal. It's not like an out-of-this-world Marvel thing where people are flying about the place and, you know, it's not like that. It's basically just women living normal daily lives with powers and um Bo, her mum has been living with these powers her whole entire life and she often talks about the fact that it the powers are um, passed down from generation of women so like her mother gave them to her and her mother before her um and it's honestly guys it's just such a really good film yeah it's a good one i enjoyed it um I'm trying to think up about what else is there um, that I can talk about. I think you've covered it all, to be honest. There was a thing about the colours, though, right? Yeah. But I don't want to give that away because it's, um, it's a... It's, um, I actually want to check that out. Main part of the film. It's like a main part of the film, so maybe I won't give that away. But I would give it a 9 out of 10. Really, really great movie. And if wow. you go online and you type it in, you will see all the reviews are excellent. In in a in a world where we are fighting as... as um people of color for representation in movies and positive representation at that that doesn't have to do with you know negative um connotations that are attached to us just in general this is like a really welcomed um refreshing take on free black women in a film even though even the little ones are black women i'm calling her so that's fast color it's on netflix at the moment check it out it's a really good movie and that's me michael what would you give it out of 10 definitely yeah 7.5. Okay. <laughs> Mud. Like, hmm? like, 7.5? It's because things aren't blowing up in it and shit. You know, <laughs> it was kind of soft though, but yeah. it was a good watch though. It's something you can sit down with the family and just watch. It's cool. There we go. No men, all chicks. Well, there's a couple of men, but they're all evil. <laughs> 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 Which is the narrative of my life. <laughs> And that wraps up our spotlight section. Section, 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 section. I'm gonna tell you something. You're an idiot. You're an idiot. Moron. You, sir, are an idiot. And we will move swiftly on to Idiot of the Fortnite, which is going to be provided today by Archibald Foster III. You. What you got? What you got? So. My idea of the fortnight, yeah, is um, from this show that I watched called Terrace House. So to to put it briefly, I would is like to. Is it a manga? No, it's a it's a it's, it's a Japanese reality show. So it's basically. Oh, wow. if, <laughs> Didn't expect that. If it, to put it into cock, because I would like to spotlight it one day. So uh, to to put it briefly, it's like if Gogglebox and Love Island had a sensible love child in Tokyo, Japan. You would have terrace house. <laughs> I cannot imagine that. I really, but go ahead. But go basically, ahead, um, essentially speaking, there's this guy who lives in the house, um, and his name is called Makoto, and this guy's a such a dickhead. Like, so when they all come into the house, so there's six of them, and um, two of the people in the house like each other, and essentially speaking, in the beginning, when they all met each other and when they all got to know each other. The girl, um, so I'll say, for example, Esther, um, <clears throat> you liked Michael. Mm-hmm. And obviously, like, the beginning of you two's relationship, like, obviously, Michael, Michael asked you to, you know, go for a run because you're into, like, sports and stuff like that. You're like, cool. Then all of a sudden, 
he goes distant. He's not talking to you not that much in the house and whatever. So you're like, all right, then cool. So then you start liking me. And because Michael sees that you that you start liking me now, Michael wants to then start getting involved in what you're doing. But by then, so it's this too is late. just like real life, then. Pretty much, yeah. <laughs> but it's 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 like this guy's so dumb to the point where it's like, once um, the two people in the house started like building their relationship, mm-hmm. that's when Makoto wanted to get involved and start doing things that are outlandish. Like he bought her a pair of trainers, knowing that those two other people were going on a date. And he's just really just trying to fuck up the bag for someone else. And like the stuff that he was just doing, he really sort of, like he was the most popular guy when he came in the house and he left the house because of that exact same situation because he just fucked up. And to put it shortly, that's why he's an idiot because he realized basically- What he lost. What he lost, exactly. And he just started trying to make up for it to the point where the guy confronted him and said, yo, like you need to relax because you know me and this girl are starting to date now and you're buying her trainers like you're, <laughs> like you're trying to ask her out you're trying to get you know get 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 comfortable with her when you know you had the chance to but you didn't take it so now that you see someone else is enjoying you want to get involved so um yeah that's why he's an idiot of the fortnight <laughs> oldie but goodie today Esther, what have you got for us for Oldie But Goodie? Okay, well, my Oldie But Goodie is a show called Living Single in an Aries kind of world. I'm glad I got my girl. living single is a show um that was released in the 90s between 94 and 98 so it was very like mid 90s to late 90s type of of show it's about four women who well three women who live together and their friend um starring starring queen latifah kim fields kim coles and erica alexander and it's set in New York in like a brownstone. And it's kind of, um, I think this is where friends got the inspiration. Yeah, they stole. They yeah, stole yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it's based around, it's based around um, four black women, their friendship, and two men as well, um, um, Obi and um, Kyle. And then some other guy comes in the end, but he's not really that important. Um, and it's just, there's six six of them, like kind of their friendship and what they get into, their jobs, their relationships. All of them are quite different type of women. Like Sinclair's a bit weird. Um, Khadija, she has her own magazine. Um, Erica, not Erica, Maxine. Maxine Erica yeah. plays Maxine. She's kind of like she's she's a lawyer. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she's the mm-hmm. she's the lawyer. She's you know childhood friends of Khadija and I'm sorry. Yeah, not child. Sorry, that was. The other one, what's her name? Regine. She's childhood friends with Khadij. No, she's the cousin. <laughs> no, no, Sinclair is Sinclair. Sorry, Sinclair. We are all just as confused as you are. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what? Yeah, I'm just trying to. Okay, 
Khadija <laughs> is played by Queen Latifah. Okay, and you can say that she's kind of like, like, like the main character. Her cousin is Sinclair. She lives with Sinclair. Her childhood friend is Regine, and they all live in the house. Mm-hmm. And Khadija's friend Maxine is also comes to the house every day, basically. Mm-hmm. Like she doesn't have anything mm-hmm. else to do. Okay, so I I just love this show because I remember I started obviously I didn't I wasn't watching it ninety four because I was three and four, but um. <laughs> I watched it when I was in uni. Um, it was just on YouTube one day. I was just like, just watching all the episodes. And um, it's just one of those kind of, I love an ensemble cast with about friendship and the fact they're black as well. So obviously mm. I love it. And it was just, it's just very nineties. I can't, you, you, you can't get any more nineties than like a living single. And as we said before, this was kind of the inspiration for friends. Cause friends came out, I think maybe a year after and it kind of took the blueprint of like ensemble cast, six friends living, you know, sharing in a brownstone in, a bra- in New York. In New York, yeah, that's basically. I mean, it's, just, it's basically the same show, but with black mm-hmm. people, but the original version. And but instead of instead of it, it being yeah. three men, three women, it's four women, two men, mm. you know. Mm. But it's just it's one of those shows that is kind of like, it's part of like the American nineties experience, and I don't think people really speak about it that much for whatever reason, you know? Because mm. it was a sitcom, it lasted for four years. It was a good run. Like people that are like, I guess in their 40s now, that was their show, like Living Single. It had an amazing theme tune as well. And of course, we all love Queen Latifah. So, yeah, so that's my oldie but goodie. I mean, all the episodes are on YouTube, actually. I was about to ask, where pe- can people yes. watch it? All the episodes are on YouTube. And and with Instagram, a lot of these um these pages post like episodes of like shows. Mm. So even if you go on Instagram, like there's this page I follow <laughs> as well. Black Lightning's in it. That's funny. What? Black Lightning. The guy who it. plays Black Lightning. Oh. I refuse to touch that. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, and if you watch it, there's so many like like Terence Howard was in it. Um, Cuba Gooding was in it. Like when they were like like one of their like their first gigs, they were so young. What's happening, man? <laughs> <laughs> man. <laughs> They're basically like every black actor was in the show at some point. Um, it's like a rite of passage for yeah, black yeah. It was in it was really so yeah. Damn, living single. Thank you very much. And we are on to our fortnightly recommendation for. The fortnight, I guess. Um, <laughs> um, Michael, what have you got for us? So today, my fortnightly recommendation is a film called Law Abiding Citizen. Um, mm. I watched this the other day and I just thought, you know what? This film... Classic. It was is, so is, good. It's easily one of my top 10 films. I have to say that because it was just so brilliant. So the premise of the film is based around Jamie Foxx, who plays Nick Rice. And he's basically um, one of them high-class lawyers. And then you've got Gerard Butler, who plays Clyde Shelton and he's the let's call him the victim in this film and the film follows Clyde and his vengeance to get back the people that hurt his family so imagine this scenario where you're 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 in your home with your family your wife and your daughter your house is invaded your family your wife your daughter are ki- are raped and killed in front of you by the invaders and then the guy gets caught by the police the attorney 
um, lets him off, well, gets him off on a lighter charge where he's free if he snitches on all these friends, what exactly would you do? Imagine, like, you're just sitting there, like, while people are holding you down and your wife is getting, yeah, destroyed and killed and everything else. And then the guy's just walking away, scot-free, not really getting punished. Rambo. So, obviously, Clyde goes on a rampage. Like, he goes... It's, it's like a strategic rampage, should I say. So he goes into jail and he defines a really skillful, intelligent way to get back at the people who did him wrong, who didn't follow justice as it should have been, the people who killed his family, the people in the criminal um, justice system. People that, in the courtroom. That did, oh, yeah, literally. It's actually a bit mad. <laughs> I will never forget the scene with the judge. Oh, that was actually That was actually <laughs> mad. So this guy, he, he does something. He gets arrested. He goes into jail. Clyde goes into jail. But he managed to define a way, to one, to get out of jail and then just to avenge, like, his family by, like, killing all the people in, like, crazy ways. And you just be watching thinking, rah, how the hell did he think about that way? Um, it's, it is one, like I said at the beginning, it's one of the top 10, one of my top 10 films. And it's a really great film to watch. It's, it's brilliantly made. The cast is decent. And, um, you have to watch it man if you haven't watched it already it's one thing you have to add add to your list and make sure you watch it's on Netflix as well yeah it's absolutely worth the watch it's if you get opportunity film, mm-hmm. so watch film. it I'm surprised it's we haven't um, talked about it before Law Abiding Citizen thank you very much Michael Archie's fun fact done though <clears throat> Did you know, seeing as we're nearing Christmas, that just one minute of the Nightmare Before Christmas took an entire week to film? (laughs) I didn't know that. Silence. There was so much silence. (laughs) That child, please. So, the stop motion musical had 24 frames to a second, meaning that they had to pose characters 24 times for each second to, of completed film. That consisted of roughly 110,000 frames, meaning one minute took a week to film and the movie itself took three years to complete. Oh, if I was casting that movie, know. I would be fucking pissed. So yeah, imagine imagine so like stop motion. Like, so yeah. over it. So like Wallace and Gromit, stuff like that, he have to move. I Every... would be so. I mean, I'd be getting a check though, so I don't know. But <laughs> if someone I paid you a hundred so bags a year, over it. Just to do that, would you do it? It's too much. A hundred pound a year. Hundred bags. Hundred bags a year? No, that's not enough. I can earn a hundred bags a year now. Whoa! Hear that? Hear that? I don't know, man. It's... One minute took a week. Yeah, that's a lot. Yeah, if I was an actor, I'd be over it. So that means you've only done an hour in a year. No, I lied. <laughs> Whoa! <laughs> no wait, no, no, that's right, that's Quick right, maths. that's right. No, that's right, that's right. The maths is that was lightning speed algebra. <laughs> <laughs> that's not even quick maths. No, one week, yeah, one week, one week per minute. There's fifty-two, yeah, fifty-two minutes, almost an hour, yeah. Mm, yeah. Almost an hour. Yeah. <laughs> Am I right in saying that though? Cheese maths is what? Nah, don't. Tell me. I'm not bugging. It's fifty-two minutes a year. Moving on. <laughs> Yeah, it is, it is, it is. I'm not bugging. All right. Sorry, how's Bear confused? Okay. Okay. <laughs> we, are we in the room? Are we in the room? Are we back? Are no, we it's back? actually 52 minutes, though. Don't, 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 don't. 
Now, seeing as it's Christmas soon, mm. um, I don't know when our final episode is going to drop. Hold on, let me. I'm moving like the Grinch this year. So let me boy. check the calendar. It's the most wonderful time of, of the year. year. Do you know what? Yeah, our next episode will probably drop on December 22nd, just a couple of days before Christmas. Um, I thought it'd be fun to have a surprise Christmas segment. Come. Okay. So the segment is called I'll Be Home for Christmas. 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 I'll be home for Christmas. Can count on me. Please have snow and mistletoe and presents on the tree. Now, if you could pick your top three things for people to watch while they're at home for Christmas this year. What would they be? Archie, go. Fuck. Um, top three things. While Archie's doing that, you guys think yours. <laughs> yeah, I got mine. <laughs> oh, thinking. I've well, it has, does it have to be Christmas related? You want me to go? Can I go? No, because you know you don't always watch Christmas stuff on the. Can I uh, go? During Christmas. Oh, I've got first one. Oh no, my. Uh, Archie's taking long, man. All right, we can yeah, just we can on. jump and change it. Esther, what's your first one? You have to watch Titanic at, at Christmas time. Okay. You have to. I wouldn't have picked Titanic, but okay. It comes on. I was on BBC every fucking year. You have to pick Home Alone. There you go. I was just about to say, I'll yeah. be home, home for alone. Christmas. Home Alone. Recommendation number one. Titanic recommendation number two. Home Alone. Home Cheaper alone. by the dozen. No, uh, one or two. No. That's more what? Than what, what, what? One or two. Home no, Alone, one or two. Christmas for me. Oof, one, man. You have to watch one. One. Okay, what's the next one? Cheaper by the dozen. I remember watching it all the time Cheaper Christmas. by the dozen. I mean, I wouldn't think of that. Can I give I another one as well? Yeah, you got three. Everyone's oh, okay. got three. My second one will be coming to America. Okay. Well, definitely. That's num- that's our fourth recommendation. My second one would be um what's that slime film that Robin Williams was in? Flubber. Flubber. Are yeah. you fucking serious? <laughs> <laughs> Flubber has a special place in my heart, so Do you know what, I'm not gonna lie, Flubber does have a special place in my heart, but I wouldn't have picked it for an I'll be home for Christmas recommendation. <sighs> no, just Flubber. Uh, I'm a bit my third one, I'm a bit wary of I don't know. Can I cancel it if I... Pasha you Christ. cancel it. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus of Nazareth. Oh, um, um, Jesus um, of Nazareth is a dope film, yeah. though. I'm not going to lie. No, but um, I've got one. See, I was thinking of um, a twist, but... What's the one about Moses? Sure. What's what's that one called again? About what? Moses. About Moses, Prince of Egypt. Yes, what the animation? Yes. What, with, oh, the, oh, that's yes. a good shout. Oh my gosh, Road to El Dorado. Oh, for fuck's sake! <laughs> wait, wait, why are you taking these? Your stuff? Christmas is dead. <laughs> I'm not coming to yours, man. So dead films. So Archie's gonna be home for Christmas <laughs> on his own. I'm, home, I'm, I'm gonna be home alone. <laughs> any <laughs> any other ones? Ooh. Honorable mentions. Oh, um, Love Actually. Yeah, standard Christmas movie. Yeah. Okay, okay. Mr. Rhodes at fucking Eldorado. It's true, you know. That's what bangs, though. You dumb. Rhodes Eldorado. I watched that in the cinema. I was dead. I remember it came out. I watched it in the cinema. Watched it. Dead. Woo. Okay. There's no way. I'm gonna give some recommendations, but my recommendations aren't gonna be Christmas movies or movies you should watch around Christmas. I'm just gonna give recommendations of stuff that's come out this year that I feel like people should watch if they haven't checked it out already for Christmas. Okay. First one, Watchmen. 
Watchmen is my favorite series this year. It's, re- it's, it's definitely top. Good. Favorite series this year. So if you haven't had a chance to watch it yet, or you haven't um, heard about it, or you you were skeptical, um, I know um, I was listening to Free Shots and um, Taser was talking about he was a bit skeptical because it's not going to be like the film and it's actually like real people. Mm. But honestly, probably one of the best shows I have ever watched in my entire life. So if you haven't watched it yet and you're going to be home for Christmas, it gives you a chance to catch up. And Michael has his mouth wide open and I don't know why. Why I was just thinking Edward the Scissorhand. Edward, you mean Edward Scissorhands? <laughs> Edward the Scissorhands. Oh, that's the Nigerian version. That's the Nigerian version. Edward the Scissorhands. To be honest, that's though, a good shout. Though. It is a good shout. The Mandalorian, the Mandalorian is a perfect I was, one. And yeah, before Michael cut me off with Edward the Scissorhands, <laughs> his, his um, Nollywood version of Edward Scissorhands, um, The Mandalorian is a new Disney Plus. We mentioned it earlier because we spoke about how fucking cute Baby Yoda is. So so good. Only three episodes in, but obviously by the time we get to Christmas, it's yeah, (laughs) probably a bit more than that. There's a few weeks left. Yeah. Um. By the time we get to Christmas, there's probably going to be a few more episodes. I would definitely check out The Mandalorian. Um. Uh. What else is there? I would say. Um. What shows am I really enjoying this year? Have you seen Godfather Harlem and you're not bothering watching? Uh, I watched a few episodes and then I couldn't be bothered. But I, I, to be honest with you, I've seen a lot of um best best TV show roundups and the t- the three main ones have been Watchmen, Godfather of Harlem, and The Mandalorian. Mm. So I think yeah, Godfather of Harlem is worth a watch. So do you want to recommend that as one yeah, of your? Definitely. Godfather I'll be home for Harlem. Christmas. Godfather of Harlem. Christmas is definitely needs I'll to be watched. home for Christmas. Um, what else is there? I think that's it, really. Mm. I think that I think that's some pretty good recommendations. So what did we have? We had Road to El Dorado. <laughs> no, man. So Flubber. I'm actually so annoyed. I'm, I'm thinking about the family. Cheaper yeah. by the Dozen. We had Titanic. We, we had, had Prince of Egypt. Egypt. Oh, Flubber. I already <laughs> said Flubber. We had Home Alone 1. What else did we have? Um, Mandalorian. Um, Watchmen. Watchmen. I think, Michael, you had a couple more, though. Um, um, I had Egypt. Home Alone. No, I um, Alone. Yeah, you said, oh, okay. coming right, well, to I America. Mean, Edward Scissorhands. Edward Edward. Edward <laughs> <laughs> and on the note of Edward the Scissorhands. Does anyone like Oliver Twist? Oliver, <sighs> I mean, it's um, <laughs> not the band. And on that note, guys, this is our last live, well, not live, but last <laughs> recorded episode for for 2019 you will get one more episode at the end of the year it's going to be very similar to what we did last year which is going to be a roundup of our best bits and like i said that will drop just before christmas so when you're home for christmas while watching all of our recommendations you can also listen to that episode Mm -hmm. and also catch up on any previous episodes if you have missed it or you haven't had a chance to listen to yet all of season one is on every platform that you would get your podcasts on so you can go back and catch up on some of our episodes from um 2018 and obviously thank you so much for riding with us for this year um season three will be coming in 2020 got other content more scandal um hopefully not that much scandal actually no more scandal because then we need stuff to talk about um and yeah Follow us on all our socials. You have them right at the beginning of the show. I did wait for you to follow, so I hope you, that you did. Any more for any more? No. 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 No, thanks for listening, Thank man. you. The Thank you so gone much. quick, boy. My days, man. Yeah, man. It's cray-cray. But here's some more content for next year. Amen. Amen.
Um, and next year we'll be going visual as well. So um, watch out for that. Um, and look, look forward to more of Archie's fun facts. Don't know. I'm going to keep them coming. All right. So thank you very much for listening to episode 23, which, like I said, is the last recorded episode for 2020. I have been my Keisha Jackson. I've been Mr. M, a.k.a. Michael. Esther. And I have been Archibald III. Peace out, guys. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening. Bye. Have a good time. Okay, everybody. That's a wrap. You are listening listening to to For Your Viewing viewing pleasure. Pleasure.